0: ready for break because break is ready for you let's go i am chris debacker and i am joined by a guy that is a lot like one of those obscure world records most people have never heard of him but when they find out about him they're generally pretty impressed and inspired he's tough to beat a little bit crazy and we know that about him and still love him scott blakemore and to my right, he's a lot like a gallon of milk that's two weeks past its expiration date. <laughs> Most of us don't want anything to do with him. But then there are Uh-oh. those special few who will take a little sniff. And if it's not too bad, they'll give him a try. Even though there's a chance he's going to make them nauseous, you've <laughs> got to have a strong stomach for my guy, Joe Cropper.
1: You know, I don't know how to take that. I, I use deodorant. Hey, I want to remind everybody that our email address is ready at gmail.com we'd love to get your emails your comments your questions your thoughts just let us know what you think of the your podcast.
0: hopes dreams desires
1: let us know them all that would be great i have today's word of the day you guys ready for that let's hear it today's word of the day is a noun you guys know what a noun is right person plays your thing i hated english but yes okay what language did you enjoy Well, I like English to speak, I guess
0: He likes the language of love. I didn't like English in high school and college. love language.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. All right. Well, today's word is a noun. Today's word is bugbear. B-U-G-B-E-A-R. Bugbear. The emphasis is on the the bug. Bugbear. What is a bugbear?
0: Tell me, Joe. I have no idea. Come on, you gotta have a guess. Who gave Joe... This the is a good job of getting word of the day. This...
1: <gasps> we thought he could handle it. This, this is a great word, bugbear. I use it all the time.
0: Do you? I do don't. You?
1: I don't. But I do now because I saw it. It's great.
0: Okay. Use it for me.
1: Okay. A bugbear is a source of dread or irritation. In other words, something that causes problems or annoys people. So, Chris, right, for example. <laughs> I wasn't going to say Chris, but he, awesome. he really kind of, you know... Called me stinky a little bit, so. <laughs> He's bugbearing you? Is that what it is? <laughs> Here's so a, a bugbear. All an right. example is the biggest bugbear of the skiing business is a winter with no snow. So just things that are, they dread or, or irritation, something that causes problems, annoys people.
2: Do you, do you think that's the beginning of like bugaboo? I've heard bugaboo,
1: I, you know, but I've bear. heard that word too, right. and this was bugbear, so, and this is today's word of the day. Um, bugbear. Yeah.
0: The biggest bugbear for the Washington Commanders is the Ooh. regular season. <laughs> oh. Is
1: that right? They just dreaded hey, well, the preseason, too, and oh. the playoffs, so it's not just a right. regular season. Oh.
0: Bugbear, I like that.
1: Hey, you're digging a hole, buddy.
2: <laughs> hey, we got some fun days of the week coming up here. We have International Tongue Twister Day. International, International Tongue Twister Day. Yeah.
0: As if tongue twisters aren't hard enough to say them in a different language, right? I, I, it's yeah. tough enough.
1: I guess everybody, it's a universal thing. Every language might do them. I'd say most sentences are a tongue twister for me. Like I almost <laughs> twisted that one right there.
0: Well, Joe, we're going to have fun with this. <laughs> oh no. Are you a tongue twister guy, Joe?
1: I am not a tongue twister guy.
0: <laughs> Joe, I'm going to give you a tongue twister. Uh, okay. And I'm going to give you some, Scott. I'm going to see, we're going to see how well you can read these. And of course, a tongue twister is words Love that it. strung together. They're, they're a little bit hard for your brain you know, to distinguish. They're a little bit hard to, to enunciate properly. Right. So they're they're tough. And the whole goal is to say them quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. So
1: I would like to say tongue twisters are a bugbear of me. They are me.
0: your bugbear for sure. How about this? Here's here's my tongue twister. Okay. Okay. One of my favorites. The big black bug bleeds black blood. Oof. How about that? You said it. All right, Joe. We want you to say this one three times fast. i get to read it. Okay. You get to read it. <laughs> say it three times fast. Here we go. <laughs>
1: okay. I'm scared. Okay, here we go. Ripe white wheat reapers reap ripe white wheat. Right? What? <laughs> ripe wheat. Right. Okay. Ripe white weep. <laughs> okay. What? Hold on. Here we go. Ripe white weep wheat. We- <laughs> ripe white wheat reapers reap wipe white. wheat, <laughs> right.
0: Joe's, okay.
1: Joe's done. Moving on. Okay. Joe's done. Scott, here's yours. Okay, I lose on that one. <laughs> Team.
2: How can a clam cram in a clean cream can?
1: Oh, that's easy. Perfect. Anybody can say that. He's got to say it a little bit faster though. All right.
2: How can a cam how can a can clam cram? How can a can <laughs> clam cram in a clean cream can? <laughs>
0: there you go. Boom. That's pretty good. Here you okay. go, Joe. This one's easier. All right, I'm ready. I'm this ready. one's a lot easier.
1: Okay. Selfish seash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's two words, and it's, I missed it. It's English, up. Joe. It's English.
1: <laughs> At the end of the day, it's English. Oh, I'm not going to make it through this one selfish shellfish selfish shellfish
0: <laughs>
1: okay selfish shellfish see easy perfect now a little bit selfish faster. shellfish just took me I like <laughs> it just takes me 3 tries all
0: right we're warming you up <clears throat> scott's going to knock this one out
1: ooh this is fun a synonym
2: for cinnamon is a cinnamon synonym
0: Perfect. <laughs> That's well done. Now give it to us a little bit
2: faster. A synonym for synonym is a synonym. Synonym. <laughs> Whoa, that
1: sounded good. Scott, I don't know what he said, but Scott's it sounded good.
0: There's good. the last one.
2: Okay, here we go. This one. This one. Everyone, I think, knows this one. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. A peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper. Peter Piper picked. If Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers, where's the peck of pickled peppers Peter Piper picked?
0: Scott, wow, Scott. Scott, this, okay. is, this is not his burger, burger boo. Bug bear. Bug, Bug bear. bear. This
1: is a... Uh,
2: <laughs> the speeding of Peter Piper. Yeah. You know, it's actually National Pickle Day? National Pickle Day. National
1: Pickle Day.
0: Are you a pickle guy?
1: I'm okay with pickles. Some yeah. people love pickles.
0: Yeah. Dill pickle or sweet pickle?
1: I... Mm, I like sweet relish, but I prefer a dill pickle.
0: So I asked you sweet pickle or dill pickle, and you said I like sweet relish. Right. Relish is a, it's a form of a pickle. I know. Isn't that weird, okay. though?
1: I prefer sweet relish, yeah. but I like I dill you. pickle.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've got a, some pickle trivia. Oh, you want to answer some? Cucumber. Well, yeah, they're made from cucumbers. You're exactly right. <laughs> Joe, did you know that America was named after a pickle peddler? Who was America named after, Joe.
1: America was named after St. America?
0: Amerigo Vespucci. Really? He was an Italian who, before he joined Christopher Columbus in discovering America, he actually sold pickles.
1: Who named it America? Uh, You You know, know? I don't know. I know Um, it was named after this
0: Italian guy, but interestingly enough, he's the one who brought pickles. He brought pickles on the boat as Christopher Columbus was sailing, and this actually prevented scurvy and all the other kind of diseases Hmm. you get. So that kind of... The juice and the pickling the briny solution sure. actually kept them kept them healthy. So how about that? Very America was named after a pickle peddler. Did you know, Joe, in the Pacific Islands, natives pickle their foods in holes in the ground that are lined with banana leaves. And they actually use them as food reserves in case of storms that come along. Now, here's a good fact. Can you believe this? Pickles are so valuable that they've become part of the courting process, helping a man prove he'll be able to provide for a woman. In Fiji, guys can't get a girl without first showing her parents his pickle pits. Okay. Can you believe that? you got to show your pickle pits in Fiji in order to get the girl. The average Mm. American actually eats eight and a half pounds of pickles per year. Okay. I got one more thing. And this, I thought this is interesting. I don't know what to make of this. In Connecticut, in order for a pickle to officially be considered a pickle, it must bounce.
1: Did you drop them on the floor? I
0: don't know. I don't know what that means. How do we (laughs) test? Is there, there must be a pickle tester. It's got to bounce at least two
1: inches off the ground.
0: I I don't know what that means. It must bounce. My daughter has a roommate from Connecticut. Maybe she could weigh in on that. Uh, I, I don't understand what that means. It must bounce. So we've got a quality control pickle tester who's bouncing pickles. Wow. Last thing. The phrase, in a pickle, was first introduced by Shakespeare in his play, The Tempest. The quote reads, how camest thou in this pickle? And I have been in such a pickle. So how about that? How did he think of that, though? I don't know exactly what that means. There's some indication that it might be he drank a bit too much. So Mm -hmm. there's some people that thinks uh, that it has something to do with overdoing it on the alcohol, but
2: pickles have been around for 4 thousand years believe it or not Cleopatra said to have her beauty from eating pickles and drinking pickle juice they've wow. been around a long time sounds like it you remember when you were a kid you probably had those you know do-it-yourself popsicle sticks oh yeah you know we parents would make kool-aid and they'd pour it in there and put them in the freezer and you'd, you'd have your homemade try popsicles. To, try or, to freeze anything. Yeah, yeah before, you could, sure. before you could buy them in the store. We know everybody buys them in the store. But before, back in the day, before Joe's yep. time, you could, you could do that. Well, you, they, say, they suggest you could take the pickle juice, put it in those containers and freeze it and have a pickle popsicle.
0: I love, I love that. It seems kind of gross to me. I'm not a pickle juice guy. Pickle but. juice is supposed to be the secret ingredient
2: for what? Do you know? I have a guess.
1: What is it? I'm not going to say. Chick-fil-A <laughs>
2: apparently soaks all their chicken in pickle juice. Really? Before they deep fry it. Well, you know, pickles can sit on a shelf and they're just fine. But once you open them up, you're supposed to put them in the fridge, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we also have National Clean Out Your Fridge mm-hmm. Day coming up.
1: You know the best way to clean your fridge is to buy a new one?
2: Well, there's that. You know who sponsored <laughs> the original Clean Out Your Fridge Day? Uh-huh. Or at least who they think? Whirlpool. Well, I can see that.
1: Yep. Um, okay.
0: There you go, Joe. Yep, there you go. clean
2: it out. It is kind of a gross endeavor. I always hate doing it because you look in there and you think, where did this goo come from? Oh,
0: it's, and it, it turns to that, doesn't it? And yeah. it always ends up in the uh, back of the fridge. It yeah. gets pushed behind something taller or bigger and you never see it there. And then it takes or, on a, literally a life of its own.
2: Or it's running down the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, it's awful.
1: When I bought my new fridge last year, I had my old fridge for about 18 years. I had plot longer, but then I moved. So 18 years in that fridge with the same stuff in it. And cleaning it out to switch fridges was, it was... The, one of the nastiest things I've ever done.
0: What did you find in there that you were surprised? Lots
1: of that goo and stuff that we just wouldn't come off. Yeah. You know?
0: you know, and the funny thing is, though, I bet in most fridges, you're going to find that jar of pickles that, for whatever reason, just doesn't get touched. That'd be one of those last items that you just... It stays in there until you get the new fridge.
2: So when you clean out your fridge and you're throwing stuff away, right? You have your hum, hummus. that Who knows how old it's been there. Well, it's just you got to get rid of it. And I always think, why do we have... Three things of hummus that there's like just a little left in it. Why don't we just throw it away? And it gets you thinking, the next day we have coming up is used less stuff day. So it's just, why don't we, we have so many things of so many things. I look in a, my drawer to get a spatula and I have 200 spatulas, I think, and surfing spoons and steak knives. So we have all these steak knives from like, you know, three sets ago, right? So there's all these mismatched steak knives and they're in the drawer and you keep them because you think you might have 20 people over to have steak. No, (laughs) you just never know.
0: You're not going to have 20 people over to have steak.
2: Throw them away. I think I need eight. I I have 20.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the reason we all keep stuff is we think someday... Right. I'm going to have that special cookout where 20 people are going to come over and I'm going to need this steak knife. And the reality is we just don't, we don't do that. Right. It's just, it's the most insane thing in our minds.
1: And even if you do need it, you're not gonna be able to find it because it's beneath the 20 forks and the 20 extra <laughs> yes spatulas. You know, you can't find them. I have, at least that happens to me all the time.
0: I agree. You know, the other thing talking about mismatched, what we have in our house, we've got lids for little Tupperware (laughs) that no longer have the bottom or just vice versa. We've got a bottom that doesn't have the top, but yet we keep it anyway, because I think, well, someday I'm going to find find the lid and then I'm going to need it. And won't that be great? And so it just sits there (laughs) taking up space. (laughs) I don't get it.
2: Solve that problem and you will never work another day in your life.
0: Solve that problem. How about this? Here's a few things. Do you have these in your house? you going to move out of the kitchen. We'll go to your closet. Do you have any mismatched socks? Right? You lost one or one got a hole in it, but do you keep the other one or do you throw it away?
1: Well, you keep it cuz you might get a hole in another one, then you have two <laughs> yes. pairs of socks or right. a pair matching socks. <laughs> yes. It's
0: insane. Yes. How about how about eyeglasses with the wrong prescription? I don't have No. That no gla- oh, I do that. I've got glasses from back in the day one. Right. And I can't get rid of them because they're still good. Maybe my Uh eyes will go back to that prescription. (laughs) What about your old cell
1: phone? I'm guilty of that. Keeping your old cell phone. you might need it when the new one breaks or something.
0: Exactly. And the charger that goes with it. Right. Got a drawer full of chargers (laughs) and you never will know what they go to ever. Just doesn't, doesn't happen. You keep anything else, Scott, that you probably shouldn't. This is time to fess up.
2: Old batteries they're dead why, why do we keep them just in the, throw them away just throw no them away. but we're not we're supposed to recycle those uh, no you know why you know what that?
0: I do with batteries I keep them because I think there's a little bit of juice left <laughs> and I might need them at some point or maybe there's something that's going to draw a little less power and these batteries will still be useful Towel. I can't yeah I can't do it
2: yeah towels we keep way too many towels too you know we might you know this is great for the dog if it comes in and it's wet we'll just keep this one for that we need
1: to it because there's, but
2: we have towels everywhere.
1: Our clothes are a big one. Like my closet is full of clothes I just never wear. And I go through it once every five years and purge. But then it's like, oh, this actually still fits. I might wear it and then never do, of course. Oh, yeah. You think it'll come back in style? I have a, I have a whole drawer full of old t-shirts that just can't throw away and I don't need extra rags. I got t-shirts from 10 times ago that I still have to use for rags, so. But you might need one. You never know. Yeah, my dad always told me keep your t-shirts and your underwear for shoe, for
2: polishing your shoes. Oh, yeah. You know, keep them yep. keep them so you can shine your shoes.
0: See, and that comes from a guy who is resourceful, understands is. that it stuff is hard to come by.
2: We also have Guinness World Records Day. Guinness created by the Guinness beer, right? The Guinness Book of World Records. We talked about that a little bit, but it's Guinness World Records a Day. Longest time holding your breath. How long do you think it is?
1: Mm. I'm going to say 13 minutes and 80 seconds. <laughs> 13 yeah. minutes and 30 seconds. You're going
0: to die. It's going to be uh, eight minutes seven seconds.
2: 22 minutes. How? Wow. And
0: your brain doesn't just explode. Or?
2: He did it. This guy did it. Tom Cruise. Stig, Stig Severinson. It's kind of a tongue twister. Stig Severinson.
0: 22 minutes.
2: Hmm. That's wild. Man. I can't go 22
0: seconds. No, I'm. I'm with you. I'm. Wow. That's amazing. I've got one for you. How many, there was an uh, 11-year-old boy, Finn Kelleher, right? It sounds like a guy who would be going after a world record. He had, he set a record for the most snails on a face for 10 seconds. How many snails do you think he put on his face and kept on there for 10 seconds?
1: 43. How many? 43.
0: <laughs> Why did you say 43. That was my guess. I don't know. Joe,
1: is it 43? The answer
0: is 43. Oh, no way. Come <laughs> no on. No way. It's really? 43.
1: <laughs> that was a total
0: He placed total 43 guess. snails on his face and kept them there for 10 seconds. The previous wow. record was 37. How did you pick 43? I think I had
1: 42 one time and he just broke the record. <laughs> oh, my word.
0: That is no, amazing.
1: I, I'll admit, I did not know that. That was a total guess.
0: You know, I remember growing up looking at the Guinness Book of World Records and seeing like the longest beard and the longest fingernails and the tallest guy, and it was just some crazy stuff. And now it's gotten to a place where we're like, we're just coming up with stuff just to get my name in a book.
2: Yep. It's National Spicy Hermit Cookie Day.
0: What's a hermit cookie? It's a good question. I've not heard of a hermit cookie. Have you heard of a hermit cookie? Before today? No. Sounds like it could be an old school baseball coach, doesn't it? Hermit cookie. <laughs> No, a hermit cookie. Oh no! It's really a traditional fall cookie, fall cookie right? Yeah. That has like all the fall spices, hmm. right? Pumpkin spice kind of cookie. Well, that sounds good. But the white hermit, a hermit cookie, because there are some some people, some bakers who would tell you that they start to taste better after they've been put away in a drawer or a cupboard or just kind of kind of sat away for a while. So the spices tend to meld together a little bit, right? So you're kind of sticking them away in a hole or in a Cupboard somewhere, kind of like a hermit, and then you pull them out at an appropriate time, and all those spices, all the, that fall goodness, comes together. It's because
2: it's
1: got mold on it.
0: That that could be. That could be.
2: That's yes, exactly it. Has cinnamon in it, ground ginger, clove, butter, dark brown sugar, molasses. It does have raisins, which you're not a fan of raisins, mm. Joe, but traditionally it does have raisins, and of course all the other stuff. Everything else there. Yeah, but you mix Amazing. it all together, and it's. Comes together and has this great molassesy, cinnamon nutmeggy. If,
1: if you pulled the raisins out, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah, we What's, should make them. You said cinnamony. What's c- a cinnamon? synonym for cinnamon? Cinnamon.
2: Do you have one? <laughs> it's a synonym, synonym. It's a synonym. C- <laughs> it's a cinnamon synonym. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So it has a ginger, everything. So it's just loaded with all the good, spicy stuff.
0: Joe, what do you got? Your job for next week: make some hermit cookies. Mm. Bring them in. We will decide if we like them or not.
2: Here's a name you know, but probably haven't heard of in a while. Steve Irwin. Remember oh, yeah. Steve Irwin? Absolutely. Yeah. Loved him. It's National Steve. Well, it's not National. It's Steve Irwin Day. In memory of Steve. Yeah, rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Good guy. Actually, mm-hmm. the day doesn't really fall on his birthday or anything like that. His day celebrates the birth of one of his favorite animals. Harriet the Galapagos Land Tortoise. He loved Harriet. I love Harriet. You know how old she lived to be? 125. Not a bad guess.
0: Yeah, it's it's more than that.
2: 139. <laughs> when, I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't say 143. 143, <laughs> 43, right. 175 years wow. old. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, but that was one of his favorite animals, and it's to celebrate her
0: birthday. Is Think that right? Mm-hmm. He, was a, he was an alligator guy, though. I mean, that's really where he, he did. got his fame.
2: Correct. He actually, the, the reptile zoo he created was, one of, was the beginning of what became the Australia Zoo.
0: Yeah, and he was just, he was so fun. He took... What might have been, I don't know, maybe kind of a nerdy conservationist kind of job to this this place where he was cool, he was right. funny, people loved him, and he just made uh, whatever animal he was with and the conservation effort around that animal popular.
1: Yeah, and one cool thing is his kids are kind of carrying that torch. They're kind of trying to do that, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he he was awesome. I loved him. Even as an adult, I just loved listening to Steve Irwin talk and just his passion and his just excitement for life, and even just the little things that he would see would just get you so excited about nature and all these things that are out there that a lot of times we just take for granted. Absolutely.
2: I remember one show, he was handling a very venomous snake. And he was, I mean, it was like, if it bit you, you were dead. And I just was like shocked how he's like, he knew how to handle them. And he was not afraid of it. But he's like, don't do this. He's picking up by its tail. It's crazy. Guy was nuts. Loved animals, loved people. It's sad. But.
0: I think that's why his death was so shocking. Right. That happens sure. when you have somebody at the prime of their life, and that's where he was. He, he was. was at the prime mm-hmm. of his life and swimming with stingrays, which are generally pretty docile. Right. Yeah. And a, he just, if I remember right, he came up from behind and just really spooked this stingray, and the stingray...
2: Hit him in the chest.
0: Hit him in the chest. Yeah, it, very it, sad. It, the craziest thing, it just could probably do it a hundred times after that, and it would never happen again. Absolutely. So that was just shocking. That was shocking. I think that that affected me. And I think that happens when celebrities die when they're not supposed to.
2: Kind of like Matthew Perry. He died very unexpectedly. He died on October 28th. I'm thinking we might want to, well, not us, but maybe the, a day will be started. October 28th should become Friends Day.
0: Friends Day. There you go. Yep, yeah.
2: In honor of Matthew Perry. It's a new day. Maybe, maybe the people, the powers that be will start friends day.
0: And I think that was the same kind of reaction that people had because again, somebody not necessarily in his prime, but a very well-known person who is a lot younger than a person should be to die. Mm-hmm. Right. And just really caught people off guard. And I think the the show friends was quite a phenomenon, mm-hmm. right. And just people across all generations, um, just seem to relate to friends. Right. It's still a popular show today, even though it's been off the air for what, 20... 20 years. Some years, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, it still holds. I mean, you watch that and it's just hilarious.
0: Who was your favorite friend?
1: Really, it was, was Matthew Perry. Like, even after Friends, I just saw him in a few movies. He's just hilarious, a funny guy. So I think he was my favorite. And of course, you know, Jennifer Aniston, Rachel. Yeah.
0: You thought she was funny?
1: She was just... Yeah, she seemed friendly.
0: Yeah. How about you, Scott? Who is your favorite friend?
1: I like Joey. <laughs> right. Chan, Joey
2: and Chandler were the, the yeah. two that made the, the show really, really good.
0: Yeah, no, see... I don't know, maybe it's too early yeah, to say Phoebe. this. Maybe Phoebe. Right, see, yeah. they all kind of go together. They do. I, Phoebe was I have annoying. to say this though. I don't I think Chandler was my least favorite, really. Friendly. Really? I think he's a piece to the puzzle, right? He's one of those pieces that has to be there. I'm a big Ross fan. Mm. See, that was
2: the opposite. I think Ross was my least favorite. You know, Chandler was the last person they cast they were looking for the right person really? for that role. I believe he was the last person they cast.
0: Well, and if he I'm not sure what that person was that they were looking for, but he created something pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you just go on acting ability and I, again, not knowing what Chandler or who Chandler was supposed to be, he turned that into something iconic.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think Ross may have been my least favorite because of Jennifer Aniston. Right.
0: <laughs> I feel like he was treading yeah, some territory. Yeah. My girl. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Well, now we'll just
2: say it's official October 28th, Friends Day. I like that. The like yeah, break go. is ready. We start the new tradition October 28th. Speaking of friends, World Kindness Day is coming up as well. Be kind, Joe. Should, yeah. Not just to your friends, but not to everyone. But to everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Did you ever come across somebody who's just not kind? Just flat out, you know, there's certain levels of <laughs> people being kind maybe over the top kind, and you kind of wonder about those kinds of people. But did you ever, yeah, did you ever come across somebody that's just... Mean? Just flat out mean, yeah. yeah. You're like, what is wrong with you, dude?
1: Feels like they woke up on the wrong side of the bed every day.
0: Oh, yeah, and you got to wonder what's going on in their life to get them to that point where just the interactions that you have with them, just maybe surface interactions are just miserable, right? There's got to be some serious stuff going on. So this would be a good day. They're
1: not fun to be around.
0: But yet we still love you, Scott. <laughs> Shh, we don't tolerate t- you.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. No, that. we are
0: kind. You are a kind soul. He we is. are fortunate. He, he is.
1: He's and very most kind.
0: people in the world are. But I think it's good. Maybe this is a good day to uh, remind us all that there are people who aren't going through good stuff, right? There's always something going on in a person's life, and maybe they are a little bit grumpy. I think it's probably a good reminder for us all to be kind, even to them, right? Absolutely. There's always somebody who could use a kind word, a kind gesture. Maybe a plate of hermit cookies, Joe. Mm,
2: I like it. A jar of pickles. I think every day should be kindness day. You should try to do something kind for somebody
1: every day. 100%.
0: Right. And it doesn't take much, right? No. Holding a door open, yeah. saying your hair looks good today, Joe. Well, thank you. You're I put extra gel in it for you. <laughs> right. Just something little. It does. I think it's just being a decent human being in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And I think you're good with that. I noticed that with you, Scott. I appreciate that. Yeah. When somebody has a new something on, new shirt, new hairstyle, new whatever. You notice that. And I think it makes people feel good. Makes them feel noticed. And you if know, you Chris, your
1: hair looks amazing. Every time I see it, that oh, one yes. hair left, it looks amazing.
0: So you crossed a line there, Joe. <laughs> you crossed the line. It's kindness. Oh, okay. National Sarcasm was Day was back of... in April. Now you're his <laughs> bugbear.
2: <laughs> While we're finishing up the show, I have a quote for you. Kindness and politeness are not overrated at all. They're Underused. Kindness and politeness are not overrated at all. They're underused. That's a great quote. So I'll give you a clue, because that's kind of Please. an We want to know yeah. who that's, said that? That's kind of very bland mm-hmm. quote. It mm-hmm. could be anybody that sure. said that, right? What's so, a clue? He and Al Gore were roommates oh, while they were both what? students at Harvard University. Really? This person and Al Gore were roommates when they were both at Harvard University. That is an interesting clue. There's more to it. Okay. And in fact, he gave the opening nominating speech when Al Gore ran for president in the year 2000
1: wow I feel like I should know this it wasn't Howard Dean it was not <laughs> Howard Dean wow <laughs> that was a good flashback
0: no and it wasn't George Bush it was not where did George Bush go to school did he go to school at Yale I think he did Yeah, that sounds familiar yeah okay I'm gonna need a little bit more
2: he has worked with eight directors who have won best director Oscars Oliver Stone tony richardson william friedkin clint eastwood ron howard joel cohen ethan cohen and steven spielberg paul newman (laughs) it's a good guess it's not paul newman
0: we had him earlier right paul newman was he an ivy league school guy if i remember right
1: he played football i don't know if he was an ivy league school guy okay that's tough you named a lot of directors so this guy worked with these directors Mm -hmm. he's is he a director or was a director i do not believe he is a director okay Interesting. Yeah, there Paul must be Newman, some kind of actor. Kind Paul of guy.
0: Newman's a Yale guy. See, I know my Yale man, George C. Scott. Who's it that?
2: Man. It is not George C. Scott. Michael Scott. I'll give you one more hard one. Yeah, and then I'll give you a couple easy ones. He has frequently seen as Alien Jones or the Alien in TV commercials for Boss Coffee in Japan.
0: I, I don't even know what you just said.
2: <laughs> what? Alien Jones in Japan. Yeah, there's a character for Boss Coffee in Japan, and they run him in his commercials, and they refer to him as Alien Jones or the Alien.
0: So it's going to be somebody. He was a roommate with Al Gore, so Al Gore has got to be like what? I'm going to say Seven? Harrison
2: Ford. It's a really good guess. You're in the right. You're in the right era. In the right.
0: Yeah. So he's going to be seventy something, <laughs> right? This is my bugaboo, my barabog, burbog. <laughs> <Here. laughs> bugbear bugbear
2: bugbear bug he never took an acting class as of 2023 he has appeared in six films that were nominated for a best picture oscar his three best supporting actor nominations have all been for roles in best picture nominated films jfk in 1991 the fugitive in 1993 lincoln yes. in 2012
1: okay, he won the to. award for the fugitive yeah you know, it, Chris, you thought, I think you raised your hand first.
0: No, you said Harrison Ford in The, the Fugitive.
1: I know it. I know it.
0: Oh, yes, I do too. It's, uh, go ahead. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. Tommy yeah. Lee
2: Jones, right? Absolutely. Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones is a Harvard
1: guy? He is. That's he, am- he, roommates with Al Gore. And I did not know that. I don't remember him speaking. Not that I watched The Democratic.
0: Wow, that's, a, that's, that's amazing. Tommy Lee Jones, who is, he's great. I love watching him. I don't think there's ever been a movie he's been in that I didn't just genuinely enjoy. He's
1: good. And, and in The Fugitive, I mean, he was fantastic. He was. Him and Harrison Ford together.
0: Yeah. Did that put him on the map? I'm sure he acted before then, but that was really, you know, when you pair anybody with Harrison Ford when he's in his prime, yeah. I, th- I think that really... I feel like that, that, that... I noticed him then.
1: Yeah. I feel like that propelled him into further acting. He writes most of his own
2: most memorable lines in films. So they kind of give him the freedom hmm. to script what he wants to say for that character in these films. He has a couple ones that are fun from Men in Black. I stayed away oh, yeah. from Men in Black because that's kind of what most kids, what my kids would know him for oh, Men in sure. Black. You know, he, they don't, and, and he
0: was great there. He was. Played the straight sure. guy yeah. to Will Smith. Right. Loved
2: it. Yep. Agent K, right? Oh, yeah,
0: Agent K. K. Yeah, he was great in Men in Black. He was great. He was.
2: So kindness and politeness are not overrated at all. They're underused. So we're going to try to use it more. And I encourage you to do as well. What a great quote, Scott! Good pull. It's World Kindness Day. We should honor kindness, right? Be kind. Well, guys, send of the show. In addition to being kind, we need to make sure we're also
0: curious and bold,
1: and be yourself. We'll be back in a week. Okay, let me try that one more time. Let oh so try it one God. more time. One more time, guys. Here we go. For real. Too much, For real. Too much cheese dip. <laughs> I'm a mother pheasant plucker. I pluck mother pheasants. I'm the most pleasant mother pheasant plucker to ever pluck a mother pheasant. I'm not the pheasant plucker. I'm the pheasant plucker's wife. I've been plucking mother pheasants my whole pheasant plucking life. Boom! Look at that, boys. That was That's perfect. Good. That That's was really, really
0: good.
2: Cool. You know, if you want to have a fun day to... Do something with your family. Find a few fun. Find a few fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Find a few fun tongue twisters
1: and give them to your family to see if they can read them together. And pluck some pheasants. Do you want to read this one, Scott, for me? I'm not going to read that one. (laughs) Okay.